Hi, welcome to Bone Chilling Babes, a podcast about true crime and horror stories. This is Laura. And I'm Sarah. And this week, we are actually going to talk about a couple different things that we've researched, um, a couple different stories. Sarah, did you want to go first with yours, or do you want me to go first? Um, you can go first if you want. Let's get some, get some crime in first. Okay, so my story's kind of all over the place. And because this, I don't know, it's very weird, but I guess I'll just dive into it. So... Have you heard about Rhonda Bell Martin? I have not. Okay. So she, this happened in Alabama. She was like a, like a small town waitress in a diner. Seemed to have like a, a completely normal life. Um, she was married to this guy named Claude Carol Martin. Um, they got married in 1950. So the story happened like back in the 50s. In 1951, he got, like, really sick, like, just, like, throwing up, like, not, like, cancer or anything, but just really sick with what seemed like the flu and died. Oh. Yeah. And some people in her town thought it was a little weird that she wasn't really sad about it. Like, she just was just like, oh, yeah, he died. And that was it. That's so weird. That's not, like, a normal way to react. Yeah, um, but then what's even weirder is, like, within that year, she married his son, so, like, her stepson. What? Yeah, within that year. Ew. Yeah, and, yeah, I'm gonna guess he's a lot younger than she is, but still, like, that's your stepson, like, I don't know. So, they were- That makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Right? So they were married for several years and then like out of the blue, he got sick again or he got sick. And at this point, like five years had gone past. So like, you know, modern medicine took like a huge leap. So they were actually able to like do testing and things like that. So when he got sick and he was being seen by doctors, I don't know if he went to a hospital or what, but they tested a hair follicle of his and they were like, well, the cause of your sickness is arsenic poisoning oh yeah so I guess at that point um Rhonda Bell Martin had admitted to killing her previous husband his dad she poisoned him um she also admitted that she poisoned and killed her mom she poisoned and killed her second husband it turns out she's been married five times oh dang she killed Wonder her second she, she killed her second around. husband and killed three out of five of their children. Oh my gosh. This all lady with rat is poisoning. Crazy. Yeah. All with rat poisoning. Um so I guess when they were like interrogating her or going through like the court, she basically told them, like, you're gonna have to give me the life sentence or else. I'm going to kill somebody else because she like enjoyed poisoning people to death. Oh my gosh. And that's just to come out and say it, like you're going to have to give me the death penalty or send me to jail or whatever. She was flat out like, you're going to have to send me to jail, give me the death penalty or I'm going to kill again. And I guess she had written a letter 
um, I don't know if it was one to one of her children, but it was basically like, I'm stuck in my own body. She was like, I hate that I enjoy killing people. So she has a little bit of remorse, but not enough. Right. And I guess the whole reason like she started doing it was because she was getting like life insurance policies, but it's not like she was getting a lot of money because by the time the funeral happened and she buried her family members, there wasn't anything left over, but she really likes getting the get well cards or like the sympathy cards in the mail. Oh yeah. Um, But like, what raises what I thought was weird, it raises my suspicions, and I couldn't really find much. There isn't much on this story. Like, there's really no like videos, articles, like, there was no like TV show done about it. So, what I'm kind of confused of is I mean, she had five kids all together. She killed three of them, she denies killing two of them, but none of her kids lived to be older than like 12. Oh, wow. And I mean, the 1950s, it's not like it was the 1800s, you know, where people are just dying early. Right. Like a sickness and whatnot. So that doesn't make sense. I mean, all kids were born, were born in the 30s. Like her admitting to killing everybody, being arrested, that happened in the 50s. But still, like, it's a little weird that she had no surviving children. Like basically, by the time she married her third husband like three of her kids were dead by the time she married her fourth husband Claude that she ended up killing all of her kids were dead wow so what happened to the other two yeah because and if she's going to admit to killing three of them like why if she did kill the other two why not admit to those two, especially since she wants to tell everyone that she loves killing people, you know, like that doesn't make sense. Exactly. Not enough to the last two. Yeah. And like, so her first husband, she was married to him for four years. And I don't know if they just divorced because I don't think like divorce was really like a popular thing or, you know, that was like a taboo subject back in the 20s. They were married from 1922 to 26. Okay. So I don't know what happened there. And then she married uh, her second husband, George Garrett, in 1928. And they were married for 11 years before she killed him. She had all five of her kids with him. And then, so he was killed in 1939. And then she married her third husband, uh, Talmadge John Gibson, in 1939. So like the same year that her second husband was killed. She was only married to him for a year. And then I don't know what happened with that. And then it seems like she was single for a while before she married her fourth husband in 1950, killed him in 1951. And then the same year married his son and tried to kill him like several years later. What I don't understand is, okay, if she's just, killing them because she likes to kill people why go through the marriage like why marry them like if you just want to kill them because at that point she gets the life insurance oh yeah okay that's true because I was gonna say like if you just want to kill people because you enjoy killing people not that I endorse this by any way but (laughs) like then just 
kill them like why marry them but okay yeah life right if you're a psychopath don't marry him just kill him right like if you're gonna do it anyway but that doesn't yeah so and then i learned um that her fifth husband um he actually lived but he was a paraplegic so he was completely paralyzed after that but he didn't die from her so that's that's what led to her being arrested but like trying to find out this story was a roller coaster just because at first I thought her first husband he died and then she married his son and then it's like no she had five husbands and five children like nobody knew this until she had married her final husband that's crazy yeah and I guess huh. everyone is like buried right next to each other. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's so weird. I mean And I be- I, just I believe I believe she's buried with them too, but she didn't get a headstone because she was given the death sentence in jail. So she was um she was one of the last women in Alabama to uh get the electric chair treatment. Oh wow. Yeah, so her plot is, like, right with her family's, but she does not have a headstone. Well, good. She doesn't deserve one, because that's terrible. Yeah. That's so sad that it took so long for her to be caught. Right. Like, so many people had to die. Right, if her first person, and I don't even know when she killed her mom. If she killed her mom before she married everybody, if it was in the middle of all of this. Maybe it was during that, like, break that she, you know, like, when she went <laughs> when, a couple of years when she without was thinking, killing a husband. When, when she took some time to find herself right, and kill and her mom. resulted in her killing her mom, which is terrible. Yeah. So What a crazy lady. I'm surprised that nothing has really been done about her, because that's interesting. Yeah. I, I would like to see, like, you know, something on, like the id network where you know they have like millions of dollars to do research and look into things yeah the only thing i could really find was like uh like an article in a magazine that was published years and years ago and like when i tried looking up videos there was just like a video of a guy who lives in alabama and just kind of wanted to talk about it but like no documentaries no like dateline specials no nothing no movies like I feel like this is a wild case yeah that's just crazy that she continued to do it and then marrying her stepson that's just creepy don't do that that's a terrible idea right but I mean maybe they didn't make a special on her because it's not like she did anything to I mean she did something to murder them but it's not like she was like chopping them up she literally just fed them poison and they died yeah that's true so it's kind of like a boring murder, but just a yeah. lot of them. It might be kind of anticlimactic to like make a movie out of it, right? But I'm I'm surprised it's not more like known, right? Oh, I had never heard of her. Yeah. So that's really the end of my story. Like that was really it. Like, <laughs> just hey, here's this woman. She killed a lot of people, and it was all her family. Hmm. Not the kind of person you want to have in your family. No. I wouldn't. Do you know, could you find if she has, like, any surviving relatives? Like, did she have any, like, sisters or anything who would have had children? 
not that I was able to find. Like, it just listed her parents, her spouses, and her kids. Interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know if she was an only child or, like, if her siblings, because when she was born, like, maybe her her siblings didn't live. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Well, that was a good one. I like yeah. things. Because, like, I listen to so many true crime things, and pretty much if I'm off, I'm just watching, like, crime shows at home. So it's fun to hear something that I haven't heard before. Yeah. I thought it was just interesting because, like, the more I read into it, it was like, but wait, there's more. And then, like, by the time I got all the information, I'm like, I don't even know where to start with this. Like, yeah. (laughs) There's just so much thrown and it's not in a chronological order but that yeah not the type of, that's not the type of person that anybody should be marrying no but it seemed like like where she worked and everything nobody had any clue like this is how she was to everybody else it just seemed like she just led a normal life nobody knew that she had like several previous marriages they were just really happy for that she had married this Claude guy and then all of a sudden he died and and like I said they noticed it was a little weird that she didn't seem at all like she was grieving or sad or anything she was just like yeah he died that was it just he died I'm marrying his son (laughs) pretty much within the same year so weird I can't get over that yeah Anyways, uh, did you find any good uh, stories this week? I did, yeah. So I'm doing the ghosties this week, and I picked a story that's actually an hour north of me here in Nashville. It's in Adams, Tennessee. Okay. Um, And it's something I've known about for a while, which is why I picked it. Um, and it's, I really want to go here. Like you can actively go and take tours of this place. So let me know after I tell you the story, if whenever you come to Nashville, if you want to go take an hour road <laughs> trip and <laughs> go see some ghosts. Oh boy. Um, admission is only like $12. I feel like no matter what I say, you're just going to make me go anyways. Yeah. I'll be kind of like. like- we're gonna kind of like when food. you make me go to Target to go try and find Taylor Swift. Okay, well, her and I shop at the same. So it's right. logical. I just feel like no matter what I say, it's gonna happen anyway. So probably, yeah. <laughs> so it's the story of the Bell Witch Cave, um, which is in Adams, Tennessee, and it takes place way back in 1804. So. Going on, a, going on a journey back in time today. Um, but there was this guy. His name was John Bell. Um, he was originally from North Carolina. And in 1804, him and his family, they settled in Robertson County, Tennessee, which is where Adams, Tennessee is located. Um, and they had a huge piece of land. It was over 320 acres of farmland. And they lived just like a very normal, quiet peaceful life for 13 years um but then in the summer of 1817 things started to change some members of the bell family 
started to see like some really strange looking animals around the property so hmm. not like your run-of-the-mill farm animal animals animals <laughs> maybe um, they were animals maybe they were i don't know um i couldn't really find anything about what they looked like but just not your typical animal you know just something was off about them and they also started to hear like knocking on the doors and the walls of their house from outside so like somebody was outside knocking on their door but there was nobody there and then shortly after that they could hear those same sounds coming from inside of the house like when they were sleeping they could hear knocking from inside the house which is terrifying um yeah but they also could hear the sound like laying in bed you know like having the wooden bed posts they could hear what sounded like a rat or a small animal chewing on the bed post but there was no animal there so they were just hearing that sound right and they could also hear and this really freaks me out i don't like this at all the sound of chains being drugged throughout the mm. house right okay that's <laughs> that's a little much yeah so i'm like oh that's creepy get out of there move go to canada just go far away um and then also the sound of like stones being dropped on their wooden floors and then even the sounds of somebody making like gulping and choking sounds oh yeah so like this person Mm. is just like walking around throwing stones dragging some chains and choking like right that's disturbing (laughs) a little bit a little bit yeah so of course the family was just terrified because they had no idea what was causing this and if that was me I like I said I'd be gone (laughs) just be like nope but I guess also in the 1800s like you don't have a car like can't just hop (laughs) on a plane like you know I mean where are you gonna jump on their horse and go right so I guess they don't really have a whole lot of options um But they decided to just keep it quiet and they didn't tell anybody about it for over a year. Um, So I like I can't imagine living in fear like that and not confiding in anybody, you know, like it'd be why did they wait a whole year? They just didn't want to bother anybody with it, I guess. But eventually things just got so bad for them that the husband, John, he decided to kind of confide in his neighbor who was named James and James and his wife decided to stay a few nights at the Bell's house to see if, you know, if they were crazy or if the stuff was actually happening. Yeah. And they did. So the activity did not stop. It was the same activity, you know, the sound of chains of animals of coughing, um, So James and his wife, they kind of suggested to the Bells that more people should be told of what was happening. And so they did. They told more people in the town. And eventually the town formed a committee and they started an investigation, which I think I think that's so cool. Like, you know, I feel like nowadays if somebody is like, oh, like my house is haunted, I'm being tormented. I'm not going over there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or they like that, or they think it's a hoax, like for social media. Like, oh no, it's not. You're just trying to get attention, right? Right. You know? But like, nobody is starting committees to help out their haunted neighbor anymore. Well, I think like maybe back then it just wasn't like as talked about of a topic. 
Or it seems like nowadays it's almost like anyone that you talk to has like a ghost story where back then maybe it just wasn't like a, a popular thing. So yeah. when it was actually talked about and brought to the surface, people were like, oh, this is serious. Or like, this is really freaky. Like, yeah, we like should need to really figure them. out what's going on or help them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And after all of that happened and the committee was started, it didn't take long for the news to spread. And there were people coming from miles away to hear about this and to possibly see if they could witness anything. Right. Um, So (laughs) buckle your seatbelts because. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. Buckle your seatbelts. This force it eventually gained so much strength that it was able to speak. What? Yeah. So it could talk. So now the ghost could just like straight up identify itself. And it did. So, <gasps> yeah, which makes sense because all of these people coming to witness it and s- see if they can experience anything, that's going to give it energy and power. So it's just going to get stronger. Like the more people that come, yeah, it's just gonna you know pull from their energy. So the ghost now has a name. Um, the ghost identified itself as Kate Bates, who it was the spirit of a neighbor woman who also had happened to be a witch. <gasps> so you got a witch ghost. A witch ghost. Like having Sounds a ghost fun. is bad enough, but having a witch ghost is like the worst kind of ghost you could have. Right. Um, so that's how it got the name of the Bell Witch. And the ghost, Kate, she actually gave two re- reasons for visiting the Bell family. The main reason that she gave was to kill John Bell. Oh. And, yeah. So nobody knows why Kate was set on killing John. Because, again, he had settled there from North Carolina. So, and they're in Kate's physical life, like they had never crossed paths. Um, And a reason was just never given. She just wanted to kill him. And the second reason for tormenting the family was to stop their youngest daughter, Betsy from marrying this neighbor by the name of Joshua. And again, she didn't elaborate. So like, girl, you can talk. Like, can you elaborate on your reasons a little bit? Cause this just doesn't make sense. (laughs) you can tell me what happened like why can't she marry this kid who knows but that this torment went on for three years and it didn't stop like there wasn't like a month where nothing happened it was daily Um, and John and his daughter Betsy were the ones who received the very worst um, which was actually physical abuse so there was hair pulling pinching um, being stuck with pins and even being beaten. So, oh my god! And yeah. this is all from one witch ghost. From one witch ghost. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly the spirit has a lot of power if she can physically harm somebody. Well, it just seems like she was really upset about the situation. Yeah. And John, actually, he started to suffer from spells of, like, swelling of his throat. And he he often had the feeling of, like, a stick being stuck sideways into his throat. Well, like, so you said that they would hear sounds like someone choking. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, 
was she choked to death or like was she trying to choke him like oh are they hearing sounds of other people being choked like who maybe died or past victims maybe yeah yeah i don't know um that's a that's a really good question so that sounds terrible it does do you do we know how she died i couldn't find Mm -mm. i couldn't find it i'm sure it's out there somewhere but from all of the digging i did i couldn't quite find exactly how she had passed i wonder if she was choked to death maybe and so like that's why they were hearing those sounds and then that's why it felt like his throat was swelling up and that something was in his throat because i mean that's how she died so like that's what's being carried through because i've heard that that sometimes like you know however they pass is how they make themselves known yeah that's a really good point we'll have to do a little bit more digging and see if i can find that um yeah yeah and i mean all of that torment it you know john he just became weaker and weaker every day from that just that physical pain taking a toll on him and while all of this was happening kate became she became super well known and very quickly there were large crowds of people who would just come to visit her and what she could do is she could actually see into people's past and their future so she could predict their future apparently oh um and it's also said that she could be in two places at the same time like miles and miles away from each other so that's interesting she could be tormenting somebody else and then telling another person about their future like super freaky yeah Um, that's really bizarre yeah and in 1820, so this is seven years after all of the torment and the haunting started, John Bell died. Um, and the legend says that he was poisoned by Kate, and she actually took credit for doing that. Oh. And in 1821, so one year later, his daughter Betsy, she broke off her engagement with that neighbor, Joshua. And so... Kate had accomplished everything that she wanted and she just left but she left with the promise to return seven years later and then in 1828 she did come back for a few weeks and during that visit she actually spoke with John's son and she did tell him that there was a reason for his father's death but again she would not elaborate and tell what that reason was so this lady sounds super frustrating to talk to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then when she left that time, she promised to come back in 1935. But many pol- people believe that she never even left the area and is still there to this day, just due to all of the strange things that continue to occur in and around the town of Adams, Tennessee. So it's like... Um, so it's her spirit promising to return? Yeah. But it seems like her spirit never left. My physical body has a hard time making commitments, <laughs> let alone a spiritual being. I feel like I have to commit to something in a hundred years? No. No I can't do way, it. I'm sorry. dude. Like, 
I'm probably yeah. going to cancel 20 minutes beforehand. <laughs> Absolutely. Be like, you waited 100 years. Why are you canceling now? I'll be like, I, these last 20 minutes are just killing me. Like, how can't can, do it. I'm sorry. How can a being that's not even alive promise to be somewhere? Well, and, and two places at once. It's, it's that witch ghost power. I guess. Yeah. Um, so like I said, you can actually go there and take a tour. Um possibly have an experience of your own and it is on my bucket list like I think I first heard about it maybe three years ago somebody told me about it I was like oh that's cool and I just like looked it up and briefly read what it was about and I wanted to go there but there are a few I couldn't find a lot of like firsthand experiences from people who go and take the tours but things that I did find that people have had happen to them is while they're on the, the tour, they'll hear signs of children giggling, even if there's no children on that specific tour that they're on. And just having that feeling like they're not alone and that somebody is watching them. And then I found this one story that was really, it just gave me a weird feeling. It might not even be anything paranormal, but I found it on the website medium.com. And it was just these two friends who they were taking a tour And it's a really big property. So there's like caves and a river and everything. And when they came out of the cave, like across the river in the woods, there was this just like a young guy standing in the woods right above the river, just staring at them. And they said he had like pitch black hair, very pale skin, black eyes. He was wearing like black shorts, no shirt and no shoes and he was just staring at these two girls um and kind of like following them with his eyes and they thought they were trying to be logical about it so they were like looking up and down the river to see if you know he had like a kayak or a canoe and he was just like taking a break but there was nothing there to suggest that he got there on any type of a boat or anything um and who goes hiking in the woods without shoes right that's just odd. I mean, maybe some people do. I don't know. I was just maybe on a this morning, and maybe I would not have gone there. But... He was kayaking, and he tipped over, and his boat got carried away in the current, and then his shoes were soaking wet, and you don't want to get an infection on your feet, <laughs> so he took them off to let them dry in the sun. Possibly, you never know. But the, <laughs> like the two girls you know they just had this like really like sense of unease and dread and it was just odd like it was very out of place so again it may not have been anything paranormal but just with the location and well I mean you mentioned they're like like he had black eyes could he have been one of them black eyed people black eyed peas a black black eyed pea a black eyed kid I mean maybe it's not really in their mo to just be like chilling in the woods but you never know Right, but right. so you know, I thought that was just kind of weird. Um, but yeah. Oh, and also, fun fact: when we go visit, because you know <laughs> See? it's gonna happen. I told I you. <laughs> yep. So it's really important not to take anything from the cave. Like, don't bring any rocks home because that can cause the spirit of the be- of the bell witch to haunt you. Oh my god! So don't go I'm picking not- up any rocks and popping them in your pocket and taking them home. I'm not touching Unless anything. It- just- Unless if you want to have like weird animals and sticks in your throat. I thought you said something else. 
and other than no. sticks in my throat. I was no, like, no. whoa. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's the story of the Bell Witch in Adams, Tennessee. I like that both of our stories involve someone with the name Bell. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's but we'll have to name the episode Bell something. Yeah. Something with the name Bell in it, but Right. Yeah. I mean, so... I doubt there's any sort of relation, but maybe. I mean, Tennessee and Alabama. They are kind of close together, but Bell's also a very popular name, so <laughs> highly very true. Yeah. But yeah, that's the story of Kate the with the witch ghost. Wow. That yeah. is freaky. Yeah. I just especially the whole she can be in two places at once. Right. That's what I don't I don't like that. Like, no, you should only be able to be in one place at once. She can muster up enough energy to be in two places at once, but she can't muster up enough energy to tell like talk about what happened. Right. That's what I don't understand. I'm like, oh, like when he she was talking to his son when she came back. Oh, yeah. he died for a reason, but I'm not going to tell you that reason. Right. So. I'm just going to be in another place at the same exact time. Yeah. So strange. Wow. That's, I can't even imagine. I'd be so freaked out. Yeah. I I'm feel a like little freaked ever... out now, to be honest. <laughs> If I ever heard the sound of chains being drugged through my house, I'd be like, I don't even own any chains. <laughs> Where right. is this coming from? Like the other noises, I would just chalk up to being weird noises. But the sounds of chains and then the sounds of someone choking. Yeah. Like, that would be the breaking point for me. Yeah. And that would just make me feel like it's not, you know, because there are, you know, positive spirits and ghosts. But then there are a lot of very negative and evil ones. So... Yeah. That would make me feel like it was something evil. Because why sure. else would it be dragging chains in my house? Nick Jonas. Oh, Nick Jonas. He did write now a song I'm gonna about have it. To, now I'm going to have to listen to that song when we're done with this. <laughs> Which... That should be our intro song this week. <clears throat> okay, so speaking of the Jonas, of a Jonas... We all know where I'm going to take this, which is the Jonas Brothers. Sorry if you don't <laughs> what? like them. But what? You need I to am get surprised. <laughs> okay, so fun fact. Today, February 23rd, it has been exactly 12 years since my very first Jonas Brothers concert. Oh my god. It, it was the Look Me in the Eyes tour in Detroit in 2008 and I remember my mom she won me the tickets on a radio station and while like after she got through her like on the phone with the people talking like she was like the 25th caller her cell phone died and we were in the car and I was like mom you have to call them back (gasps) her phone had died but they had her info so they like she like plugged in her phone or something it's kind of blurry because I was like emotional panic attack but they called her back because you know they had her information but that's 12 years ago today and they and it was the first time i heard the song burning up because they played it and kevin was like um he had like a fire extinguisher and like nick was banging (laughs) on drums and like kevin would like shoot his fire extinguisher to the beat oh this is sexual (laughs) (laughs) it kind of was cover your ears jonas brothers (laughs) But yeah, so I've been actually crying about them a lot this week. 
Well, I cry about them a lot, just in general. Yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with them getting back together or just. I just <laughs> it hits. I just think about the Jonas Brothers and I start crying. Same, like especially this week. So, on like on Thursday, my boyfriend Justin he turned thirty, and like okay, obviously like you'll be thirty in October. I'll be thirty in December. Like we've been counting down to this since we were twenty two, but it just really hit me. I was like holy cow like I'm gonna be 30 in a few months yeah and I made so my sister shout out to you Jamie she made me so proud she listened to the entire happiness begins album and so I was like oh I'll make you a playlist on apple music of my favorite Jones Brothers songs and it was almost there were like three songs from their new album but everything else was <laughs> all old. their old stuff <laughs> and so now that's all I've been listening to and I just start crying every time I listen to it because I'm like I started listening to them my junior year of, or maybe sophomore year I'm not sure one or the other of high school and now I'm gonna be 30 and right has been making me very emo well pretty soon you can sign up for AARP I mean, I guess I can, too, since I'm, like, two months older than you, but, um, so you want to kind of hear a funny story that happened to me this morning? Absolutely. Okay, it really has nothing to do with ghosts, murder, or the Jonas Brothers. Oh, this is not on brand. Not on brand. We're going completely off the record here. Um, (laughs) So, you know Toby, my dog, he's old, he's 13, so. I know the Tobster. Yes. Um. Lately, in the middle of the night, he'll start breathing really weird, which I asked the vet about it, and he said it's just a normal, like, geriatric dog thing. So I was like, okay, but last night he was breathing a different sort of weird. So I woke him up, snapped him out of it, fell back asleep, and then this morning I woke up to go to the bathroom. I didn't have my glasses on or anything, Um, and you know how blind I am without them. Like, I legally, I have to have corrective lenses at all times. So I see something on the floor. So my blindness, I'm like, oh, Toby must have gotten sick. I'm going to go to the bathroom, mentally prepare myself because that's the one thing that, like, I cannot handle. Like, I can handle, like, human human vomit, like, anything. But I cannot handle, like, dog yak because I don't know what they've eaten. So I don't know what just came up. <laughs> that's fair. So I'm in the bathroom, like, mentally preparing myself for this, like, you have to do it because you're the only one that lives here, and you can't leave it, basically. (laughs) So finally, I get out of the bathroom, I, like, grab a thing of paper towels, I go throw my glasses on, go back to the mess to clean it up, and I realize that it's just a clump of my hair from the hairbrush that must have, like, blew out of the garbage can. Oh my gosh. It wasn't even... Like, there was no animals involved. Nobody got sick. It was just a clump of my hair on the ground. And you're giving yourself a whole pep talk over it. <laughs> like, I'm, like, freaking out that he got sick, giving myself a whole pep talk. And, like, I got, like, gloves and paper towels and, like, spray and hot water. Like, I'm ready to go throw on my glasses. And it's just, like, you know when you clean out your hairbrush, it's just, like, a big hairball? Yeah. That's what it was. And it must have, like... Either either Toby got into the garbage in the middle of the night and <clears throat> like he pulled it out or it just blew out of the trash can somehow like when the heater kicked on. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to clean up any dog vomit. 
Right. Me too. Congratulations. Lesson learned. Maybe I should put my glasses on first. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. So that was my morning. Sounds exciting. Not nearly as exciting as my morning. And then I went to church for the first time since like fifth grade. Oh, how was it? I mean, it wasn't bad. It was like a non-denominational church. So it was like a really relaxed setting. I'll probably go again. I went, um, my friend Bree, she suggested it. And so she went. So her and I went together. It was pretty cool. And then we got Panera afterwards. That was the most exciting part of my day. Oh my gosh, I love Panera. So I took the dogs on, like, it's our Sunday morning tradition to, like, go on a hike. We do it every Sunday because there's this huge, like, state park less than half a mile from our apartment. Um. So we did a hike and then I got home and I was really hungry, but I was like, I don't feel like going to the store right now because I'm just, I'm gross. Like I'm in like ripped leggings and my Taylor Swift sweater and like, I haven't washed my hair since Friday. So I was just like, I feel gross. I don't want to go in public. So I ordered some Chipotle on DoorDash and I was so pumped for this burrito. Like it was going to be so good. And the lady delivered it and they didn't put any guac <gasps> or any cheese oh. and they gave me the wrong salsa so I was really my offended. god yeah so I mean I got chips and guac on the side so I was able to put that guac on the the burrito but it still wasn't the same you know because it wasn't mixed in properly oh. next so. week on Bone Chilling Babes we discuss the day Sarah did not get guacamole with her order <laughs> <laughs> what is she gonna do to take revenge the true crime right there <laughs> that is a true crime right there and a or horror cheese? store all in one it's all like, of it and you don't give me cheese what is this <sighs> so it was a very anticlimactic burrito i can imagine it's like the one time i went to tim hortons and i don't normally get food from there because I think their food is overpriced. I really just go for the ice caps. But sometimes yeah. if I'm hungry and I'm there, I just get food. So I ordered a breakfast wrap. And it was like one of their like supreme ones where it had like bacon and sausage and cheese and stuff. But I asked for no egg because egg makes me sick. Oh, and their egg is like fast food egg is just not yeah. natural. <laughs> yeah. So I asked for no egg. And the lady repeated it back to me. She was like, okay, so you want the wrap? No egg. So I'm like, yes. I get to the window, pay, um, you know, get my food. And, like, you know how, like, Richmond drive throughs are. Like, you pretty much have to leave. Like, you can't, like, sit there and check stuff over. There's no room. Right. <laughs> so I left. And I'm, like, halfway to work. And I open up my wrap. And it was literally just egg. <laughs> like the one thing I asked to leave out and that's the one thing that they put in it's like okay so you want no egg so we're gonna give you only egg and then she turns like the guy making it give her all egg all the egg all egg yeah yeah so I'm like I'm already halfway to work so I couldn't turn around and go back because I was too far out and then I'd be late for work and I feel like at that point, I can't really call and complain because it was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> they would have been like, well, why did you drive off with it? 
Because I have to, because your drive through gives me no choice. It's a prison. Like, you can't go anywhere but out. Right. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, because they don't even have, like, a spot up above if you have to, like, wait for your order to pull up. You know, like, it's just get your food and go. Right. Or just hold up the entire line while you wait for your food. That Okay, so that, it was the one in Richmond, you said, right? Yeah, this was, I mean, this was, like, well over a year ago, but I'm still bitter. (laughs) Well, okay, so ever since they built that Tim Hortons, it has stressed me out, because whenever I would even, like, drive home from Nashville, I would leave my parents' house, and then I would swing through Tim Hortons on my way out of town to get, like, an iced coffee and some Timbits, like, the little donut holes for the drive, Mm -hmm. especially since I'm obsessed with their iced coffee and Tim Hortons doesn't exist in Tennessee. Right. Um, And every time, still to this day, I get so stressed out because I feel like I have to order so fast. Like, even if I try to tell them I want things done a certain way, I feel like I have no time to do it. I'm like, okay, I've got five seconds to get my entire order out. Then drive up and throw my money at them and they'll throw my food at me and that's it. And I got to go. Like, I don't know why that one stresses me out so much. Like, other times... It's a small town, Tim Hortons. It's not like Richmond is like a huge city. Like, why is that one so stressful? The one that's by my house, that one has like, while you're waiting in line, there's like a menu for you to look at before you even get up to the speaker box to order. And that is the best thing ever. Oh my gosh, speaking of Tim Hortons, this is taking a weird <laughs> turn. But this is a fine. Tim Hortons episode. <laughs> when I was up there back in September for the Jonas concert, um, I went through the Tim Hortons like on Hall Road. And yeah. there was a drive through because it was like on my way to the expressway. And I had Riley in my car. Yeah, so my dog Riley was with me, and I was just going to go through the drive-thru, but the line was, like, wrapped around the building, and there was nobody inside, so I was like, okay, I'll just run inside, and I go in, and I order my iced coffee, and I order my donut, and I just had, like, my wallet that's, like, a wristlet, so it was, like, hanging from my wrist, and I got the biggest iced coffee, because I was like, I've got a nine-hour drive, like, I want this to be my energy for the drive, So they hand me my coffee and then I'm waiting for the rest of my order and I go to like grab it to put my straw on it and I knock it with my wallet and it spills (laughs) everywhere. Like it goes all over me, all over the floor, all over the counter, like back onto their workspace. Sarah! It was so much iced coffee and it was like pumpkin spice too. So it was also like orange and just gross. And there were these there were these two guys who were in there and they like walked in after me and they were trying to help me clean it up and I kept dropping more things as I was trying to clean it up I would have just left I would have just left and gone to another time Hortons that was the only one like on my way like the only one before I got on the expressway at least yeah but and then I was trying, like, the worker didn't notice this whole thing happening. Like, it was quite the scene. And I'm, like, waving her down. I'm like, hello, hello, I spilt my coffee. And she just looks at me, rolls her eyes, and she's like, and then she makes me a new one. But, and then I got out of there so fast. But the entire. And you're never going to go back to it, are you? Nope. The entire, and I was wearing my Jonas Brothers shirt, too. So they were probably like, who is this person? 
<laughs> they're probably like you need to get it together <laughs> the, like the entire 600 mile drive i just reeked of pumpkin coffee oh and I was, no and i was sticky <laughs> oh oh so yeah that was fun fun times what a what a good story i know i, I figured that you would enjoy that yeah it's like classic sarah right there yep classic yeah so how do you what do you want to do next week do you want to do some ghosts um yeah i'll I'll find a ghost story or i'll I'll do some maybe maybe i'll be a part of a ghost story (gasps) maybe Mm -hmm. you never know you never know yeah yeah i'll do a ghost story and then i don't even know i don't think there's any ghost stories from my area maybe i'll find some yeah in roseville if you go to ghost of roseville the ghost of roseville (laughs) i just go to google and i'm like ghost from this town (laughs) yeah that's what i did too and i'm like man i feel like such a i'm like i'm like i don't feel like i want to copycat other people's stories but (laughs) how else i I feel like it's like if like the CIA is watching our like internet history, they're probably like, "What is going on?" Right. Well, I found a lot of my information on my story from my work computer. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's I work in the healthcare system, <laughs> so I was like talking to like one of my managers the other day. I'm like, "Hey, just a heads up, uh, I started this podcast." that talks about ghost stories and murder so if they ever question my google history that's why you should just like get the google chrome and put your browser as incognito so it like doesn't show any history oh i should just get like a tablet or a laptop to have at my house yeah so i don't have to use my work computer so maybe (laughs) yeah my computer is 10 years old and I finally got it charging for like the past two hours it was just stuck on zero percent and it would say not charging but now it finally was like oh and my computer thought it was um December 31st 2000 (laughs) maybe it is maybe I was like "Mm, that's not right but it finally caught up to the time so oh well that's good yeah Alrighty. Well, so next week, a ghost from Laura and a crime from Sarah. Ooh. Are you going to commit one or are you going to, like, find one? Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to find one. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I don't want to go too deep into this. Not yet. Right, right. You know, we're still we're still new, so. Yeah. Can't get we too crazy. We don't have the the tools and resources to go further yet. Right, 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 right. So just, you know, just research and talk. Yes. That's all. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll talk to you next week. Yes. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.